Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. This is the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet read a poem and talk about where the poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, and today our guest is Reverend Dr. Harold Racinos. Harold is a professor of church and society at the Perkins School of Theology at Southern Methodist University. As a cultural anthropologist, he specializes in work and ethnographic writing, dealing with the undocumented Central American migrants and the Salvadoran diaspora. He has published 10 collections of poetry, among many other things. And today we're talking with Harold about his poem, Butterfly. Welcome, Harold. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here with you, and, uh, and I'm glad to have the opportunity to share this particular poem, which I, I, I love a great deal. Great. Well, why don't you go ahead and start us off and just read the poem for us? Yes. Butterfly. How hot it is on this bright summer day with crickets jumping in the grass and tiny lizards scratching the dirt. A glass of ice water melts on the wood stump table and I sit to eavesdrop on birds. A monarch butterfly arrives flapping about, I imagine, after crossing mountains, border walls, rivers, and boundaries on the way likely to Michoacan. She pauses on bright yellow flowers, waits for a little while, and takes to the air again, never stumbling in her long journey. She, like me, is a speck in the universe, and I whisper a message for her to carry for the many miles she must travel before sleep. The little creature is a migrant with no name, no passport, no past tense words, and driven by a southern destination. I say goodbye to her in graceful flight, asking the little friend to tell the gods along the way to find me and all the weary in this English-speaking town. Thank you so much. So tell us, where does the poem come from? Yeah, Michoacan, you know, uh, there's a yearly migration of uh, monarch butterflies uh, from Canada. They make about a 3,000-mile journey to uh, Michoacan. And um, uh, in our yard, I planted some flowers, and they stop along the way on this journey. And uh, so I saw a few flying through the yard and pausing on flowers. And I couldn't help thinking of uh, Michoacan and Mexico. I've done a lot of work in Yucatan, uh, for instance, and uh, I know Mexico quite well. And, um, and I just found myself in conversation with this, this little creature. And, um, and, and it made me think about issues of border crossing and the, the kind of discourse uh, that surrounds it, which is so dehumanizing for migrants. And yet, um, in God's world, uh, there's no such thing as boundaries. And difference is not a threat, no, but, um, but a social good always. And uh, that's what the butterfly made me think of and why then I sat down to write this poem. Yeah, so you talked a little bit about the border crossing and, and migration, and I know you have a background in sort of this cultural anthropology. Can you talk a little bit about how your background in those areas influences your poetry or how those two talk to each other? Uh, yeah, 
much of my poetry um, focuses on the struggles of the working class, mm. uh, undocumented migrants, uh, border crossers, and um, uh, disdained or forgotten people. I like to use uh, words that essentially issue forth from the imagination, the creative imagination, to understand the world that is so full of weeping, I think, uh, as Yeats would say. Hmm. And, um, and these days, I have to say that I find myself weeping more. Notice God in the world, you know, and God present with strangers. So I write about the reality of invisible communities and, uh, and rejected human beings in, in a fractured and uh, conflicted society like ours, and, and try to use a poetic voice uh, hmm. to suggest that crossing the boundaries of difference is what makes us whole. Yeah. So to kind of pivot a little bit, one thing I noticed about this poem is your minimal use of capitalization. Most of the words are lowercase, even beginning sentences. What what goes into that decision for you of that choice to capitalize in that way? Uh, Yeah, I I, I always write that way. Um, I I don't follow those conventions, those radical conventions. I think they're social conventions. They're Mm -hmm. the norms we're expected to live into. And and I'd rather not live into them. Uh, And so when I write, uh, I forego the use of capitalization. And um, uh, where I do make use of capitalization is when I'm referencing a particular human community um, that is itself an object of loathing. Um, uh, black, brown, red, mm. humanity, um, LGBTQ humanity. Um, and then I will capitalize the word no, or the noun. Uh, but otherwise, no, uh, there's no reason to. And uh, with language, I do the same thing. My mother tongue is Spanish. And um, English, I don't put in, in capitalization for various and different reasons uh, with respect to centuries of colonialism, neocolonialism, African and indigenous enslavement. My father's Pokman uh, from Guatemala, part of the Mayan community. And, um, and so I won't capitalize things like English or, or Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. and um, for those reasons as well. Yeah. Well, I found reading it, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't notice it immediately, kind of hit me later, but it did force me to go back and look at what was capitalized and drew my attention to that, I think, in a really important way that I don't think I necessarily see a lot in poetry. So I really appreciated how that attention to detail forced me to say, now, why is he capitalizing what he is capitalizing? It's deliberate, I guess. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I've, it's funny, um, when I began writing and the editor looked at that, they wanted to put capitalization in it or start a sentence with the capital. And I had to say, no, uh, I don't want to do that. That's my creative license. No, right. we're not going to capitalize that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm hoping you'll read this poem for us a second time and that our our listeners will go view it so they can see what we're talking about in terms of this capitalization on our website. Okay. And um, I'll launch into that. I wanted to mention William Carlos Williams is, um, has been a major influence on me since uh, grade school. No, I fell in love with William Carlos Williams and Langston Hughes. 
And uh, the, the poet, William Carlos Williams, uh, remarked that it's difficult to get the news from mm-hmm. poems, yet people die miserably every day for lack of what is found there. And uh, that line really always impressed me uh, deep, yeah. you know, and I tried to at least keep my poetic voice giving something of the news, yeah. so to speak, yeah. So Butterfly. How hot it is on this bright summer day with crickets jumping in the grass and tiny lizards scratching the dirt. A glass of ice water melts on the wood stump table and I sit to eavesdrop on birds. A monarch butterfly arrives flapping about, I imagine, after crossing mountains, border walls, rivers and boundaries on the way likely to Michoacan. She pauses on bright yellow flowers, waits for a little while and takes to the air again, never stumbling in her long journey. She, like me, is a speck in the universe, and I whisper a message for her to carry for the many miles she must travel before sleep. The little creature is a migrant with no name, no passport, no past tense words, and driven by a southern destination. I say goodbye to her in graceful flight, asking the little friend to tell the gods along the way to find me and all the weary in this English-speaking town. Thank you so much for reading and for talking with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Peace be with you. You can read Harold's poem, Butterfly, at reformjournal.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry on the Reform Journal website.